Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom, and welcome back to uh, our pre-Shabbat class that we've been doing each week in order to kind of come into Shabbat and light the candles uh, from a place of of warmth, of connection, of Devrei Torah, etc., 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 etc. So um, if you'd like to share these words of Torah, you can uh, do so either by sharing this itself or by sending it to someone or as well, if you uh, if you like the various bits on the side during the uh, during the broadcast as well, Instagram will share it with people uh, who you are friends with, and it will ensure that these words of Torah uh, can kind of get spread around the entire community. So, if anyone would like to do, just hit like a few times, and uh, other people will see that you are also watching and learning some Devar Torah, and maybe they will tune in uh, as well. Okay. So we have some beautiful words uh, in our parasha. And I want to share with you something very interesting. There's a line that I love to talk about. It goes, Darash or Doresh Simuchim, which means the, uh, the, learning, uh, the learning out that we have when something is placed in close proximity to something else. So as an example, if I say, uh, you know, um, so here's all the dishonest people that I know. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Also, uh, have you heard from Dave recently? It sounds like you're saying that Dave is a dishonest person by association, by the fact that you've put them next to the other person. So, so too in the Torah, when the Torah tells you, um, it tells you about a certain law or a certain idea and it comes across, it will come across if they place something else next to it, that there's a connection between the first thing and the second thing. That's the idea, simuchot, it's called. The fact that things are close to one another. So I want to point out something that's very, very beautiful. The parasha opens and it says, Daber b'nei Yisrael, speak to the Jewish people, and say to them, Mo'adeh Hashem, these are the special times that God has, that you will call them and you will mention them, these are my special mo'adim, my special holidays. And what's interesting is, if you th- if you look in the Torah, you'll see what is the very first holiday that God mentions. Not Sukkot, not Pesach, not Yom Kippur, not Rosh Hashanah. What's the first holiday that God mentions? Shabbat. Now, as far as I can tell, Shabbat's not a holiday. So why would you interrupt? These are my special times of the year. These are my holidays, you know, and then start telling me about Shabbat. Why, why would we have done that? What's the reasoning? So there's an unbelievable concept here, a beautiful idea that I think uh, is, worth, is, worth note, is worth noting. And the Sepharim explain that what does it mean? Rashi says, Ma'inyan Shabbat, it's a mu'adot. What does Shabbat have to do with the holidays? Lelametcha, to teach you. Shekola mechalel et mu'adot. Someone who doesn't keep the holiday properly, Ma'alina alav, it's considered as if he didn't keep Shabbat properly. And anyone who keeps the Mu'adot properly, Ma'alina alav, we consider it ki'ilu mekayemet ha-Shabbatot, as if he kept the Shabbatot properly. So the question is asked, what does Rashi mean? What is this concept? And listen to this, because this is a magnificent idea. On Shabbat, although today is Pesach Sheni until Shabbat comes, on Shabbat we're going to celebrate a holiday of a different kind. It's not amongst the Ele Mu'adeh Amunai in our parasha, but it's a holiday nonetheless celebrated in this country. It's called Mother's Day. 
Mama. <laughs> you don't want to follow that up by telling her that you're guilty of a crime. But Mama, you, you, you know, you're singing to your mother. You're buying her flowers. That's what, you know, Mother's Day is all about. It's about, uh, what's it called? Chocolates and flowers. That's what it is in American society, okay? Now, what's interesting is our rabbis tell us that, you know, when you're getting ready for Shabbat, you know, it's like, oh, there's only an hour left. I'm late. I can't believe it. Oh, hassle. Is that the same when you're getting ready for Pesach? I don't mean this year, okay? <laughs> Calm down. I mean, every year, people are very excited for Pesach. They bought their special clothes for the holiday. They're all excited what they're going to do at the Seder. You know, everyone's in the right frame of mind. There's this buzz in the air. Rosh Hashanah. Everyone is sending everyone text messages. Happy New Year. Shana Tova. Yom Kippur. Everyone's going crazy. Do you forgive me? You forgive me? So there's a lot of hubbub, a lot of excitement around each one of the holidays. But Shabbat, sometimes, it gets shafted. Because Shabbat is every week. And it's hard have that kind of excitement every week. You know, I just want to say, not to take anything away from Mother's Day, but it's easy to celebrate Mother's Day on one day a year. It's easy to be happy about Pesach for a week in a year, but to be happy every single week, to recognize God every single week, that takes a lot. But the truth is, the definition of love is not something which is shown in grand gestures. That's a show. You're showing love. But that doesn't indicate actual love. Actual love is the small and consistent things that a person does all the time that illustrates to someone, that says to someone, you are special to me. I'm thinking about you. I'm in the store, what do you need? Can I get you something? Making sure every time you hear, they're not feeling well, you wanna know, can I do something for you? What can I do to make it better? Ready, being able and ready and willing to listen to their challenges and to comfort them, etc., etc. You don't get out of that by giving a dozen roses on some designated day. So what's beautiful about the Pasuka is the Pasuka is saying, these are my holidays, these are my special times. You know what my special time is? My special time is every single week, every Shabbat when the sun sets and you stand up and you make Kiddush, right? I want you to realize that this moment of suspension in time where you stop and you say thank you to Bore Olam, thank you for creating this world, this beautiful world. It's beautiful even when it's raining. In fact, almost always, as is a rule in life, it's beautiful because it was raining. What happens without thunderstorms, without rain falling? Nothing grows. Everything grows because of those difficult times. So Shabbat is a moment where I say, I'm going to stop trying to change the world. I'm going to stop trying to change everyone around me. And I'm just going to accept them. Accept my life as it is. Find joy in my life as it is. Magnificent. So Borei Olam says, But I'd love it if you came to this regular thing with the same feeling that you came to when it came to something which was a special day. A Mother's Day. A Father's Day. And Independence Day, these, the things that get us excited are the large showy things. But that's not what makes for love. It makes for great Instagram moments. But Instagram doesn't capture love. You know, the loving moments, the moment when you don't answer back because you know that they've had a really rough day and you know that it's not coming to attack you, it's just coming from frustration, 
That moment of silence holding your tongue, that's not Instagram worthy. No one's posting that on Facebook. But in Shamayim and in your marriage, that moment is crucial. She comes up to you afterwards and says, I know, I know I stepped out of line. Or he says to you, you know, I was harsh on you. I was telling you, I was yelling at you for this. And I know you didn't answer back and I appreciate it so much because you know it's not coming from a place of anger. It's just the stress that I'm going through. Now, what's fascinating to me is this law, the law of Shabbat is sandwiched. It's sandwiched between the moment at the end, that great moment where you think about the holiday, and it's sandwiched between also something else. The last Pesukim before this chapter talk about the laws of Kiddush and Chilul Hashem. Because many people make the same mistake. Kiddush Hashem means dying to be a Jew. Someone puts a gun to your head and says, if you don't break Shabbat, I'm going to kill you. Kiddush Hashem. Ah. No. That is also Kiddush Hashem. But Kiddush Hashem is something as simple as waiting patiently in line at the grocery store. It's something as simple as when someone asks you a question about why you look so funny instead of yelling and screaming at them, explaining to them the significance of what a kippah means, of why it's an important thing and how it plays out in your life. And you walk away and the person says, wow, that was a special interaction. The Jewish people are a special people because the Torah gave it. That's a tiny thing. So God says, I'm going to sandwich this mundane thing that comes around each and every week between fabulous holidays and between deeds like Kiddush and Chilul Hashem. Because when you stand up and you say, And you sing the Kiddush. And yes, you should sing the Kiddush each Friday night. Maybe come up with a different tune each week. It doesn't matter. Sing it. It's beautiful. Take your time. Savor it like it's a good wine. You don't shot a good wine. If you do, the guy who gave you the good wine will kill you, right? You're not enjoying it. We're supposed to savor Shabbat. Taste it. Feel it. Experience it with all of our senses. And that's why the Torah sandwiches it this way. There was a famous man who lived in this town, actually, downtown. His name was Rav Yaakov Yosef Herman. An amazing book was written about him called All for the Boss. He was a very successful businessman and a person who strengthened Judaism not only in New York City, but also in all of America. And he decided finally to move to the land of Israel. He gets onto a boat that took a very long time back then. They're traveling. They're supposed to get there on a Wednesday. Comes Wednesday, and what happens? Shema Israel! Oh no, there's no more time. They, they can't go Wednesday. They're they changing the course. Uh, they're only going to arrive on Friday. The rabbi's flipping out. What do you mean Friday? The captain says, nothing I could do. The war just broke out. They're very nervous about the seas and if they're going to be hit or if they're going to be killed. So we have to change course. The rabbi says, of course I understand. I can't believe it. He's very nervous. He should get there on time for Shabbat. They arrive in Israel. And in order to leave at the time from the boat, they would, need to be, they would need to get signed off, a stamp in the passport. And that would be done at the time by the captain of the ship. They would sign that they were there, that they came from America, etc., etc. So he comes to the captain and he says, please, I need you to sign my passport. The captain says, I'm really sorry, I can't sign or stamp anything or let anybody off the boat. I have to make an announcement. He gets up and he makes an announcement. He says, guys, I got word from my captains. The war is, is raging all around. No one knows where. We're safe. So in order to get out of here as quickly as possible, we're going to take everything, everything, everything off of the boat and dump it on the dock. 
all of your suitcases are going to be dumped there. You're going to need to take your suitcases yourself and get them from the dock to your to the carriages and at home. We can't leave anything on the dock. We can't leave anything on the ship. Rav Herman says, it's only an hour to Shabbat. I, I need to get to my hosts. I can't travel. He says, I'm just going to go. Please sign it. He says, Rabbi, how many suitcases you have? He says, I have 16 suitcases. Shesh Esre, 16 suitcases in the hold. And he says, and another nine suitcases in my room. He came with 25 suitcases, all of their stuff. He says, Rabbi, if I sign you out and you don't take your bags, they're going to be left on the dock. I can't take responsibility for that because we're going to leave. The boat's going to leave. The rabbi says, if that's the case, fine, I accept it. Even if it meant losing all of his possessions. He took all of his boats, all of his suitcases, put it on, they put them on the dock. He got the stamp and he went flying as quickly as he could to the, home, to the home of his host, Rav Alpha. He gets to the house he makes kiddush just like we just made it, right? Right? Amazing. And you can't see on his face that he just lost all of his worldly possessions. And his wife is also calm, and the family, the hosts say, You just lost everything. How are you so calm? And the rabbi says, We say it every day, twice. You should love Hashem your God. With all of your heart, with all of your soul with all of your money. Never in my life, he says, I give tzedakah here, there, but did I get a chance to show I love Hashem and the cost was all of my money. I thank Hashem that he gave me the strength and the courage to stand up to this nisayot, to stand up to this challenge. And look, here we are, we made it for Shabbat. Beautiful Shabbat in the rabbi's house. They're singing, they're so uplifted. The feeling of sacrifice, the feeling that they had just done something beautiful was resonating in everyone in the household. And after Havdalah was over, the host says to the rabbi, let's just go to the, to the port. Let's see, maybe there's something left. He says, look, they reassured us that there would not be anything left. The people in the area, it would get stolen, this, that. He says, look, in Kozet, they walk through the pitch black streets. They get to the port in Haifa. He's walking with a little with a lantern, the mayor of Alpha. He's shining it around, trying to see. And as they're walking, all of a sudden they hear a voice say in English, in Haifa, who goes there? And Rev Herman answers back. He says, It's me, Rev Herman. I just arrived right before Shabbat and I had to leave my things here. So we were coming to see if anything was here. The man steps out behind from behind where he was standing. He lights his own lantern. And he says, Rabbi, the captain was so impressed with how important Shabbat was for you and your conviction. He ordered me to stand here and wait until you came after the Shabbat. The ship already left. I've been standing here, he says, for 26 hours straight, guarding all of your stuff. There's not a single thing that's missing. There's a famous line that says, more than the Jewish people guard Shabbat, Hashabbat Shomer Alenu. We call a Jew who keeps Shabbat properly, we call him a Shomer Shabbat, someone who guards Shabbat. But actually, we should really be saying Shabbat Shomer. And Be'ezrat Hashem, if we spend the effort and the time to make Shabbat holy, to do the Kiddush Hashem of Shabbat, to sing 
Kiddush, to sing a song at the table, to share a nice idea, a story, a lesson that you learned at the Shabbat table, to make the environment an environment of love, of warmth, of acceptance, uh, of schmoozing until late at night at the Shabbat table, nothing to get up for early in the morning. Relax, make it a beautiful day. In honor of that, you have the protection of Shabbat alongside you. Today's class was uh, dedicated and sponsored by Marcy Feldman in memory uh, of, of her mother. Her mother was a wonderful person, a very, very, very special person. And I just, want to share, I just want to share one thing about her that was wonderful. At the age of 70 or 80 or 90, she never stopped for one second. She even, as I heard just now, she even went bowling with the kids. The kids said, well, Grandma, are you kidding? The husband came home. He said, I didn't even know he could, she could walk. She's coming bowling with us. She made a decision. She was old. She was, you know, uh, frail and fragile. But you know what? She wanted to live life in the best way that she could. Each and every one of us has a choice. The choice to make Chol Shabbat, the weekday, holy, or the choice to make Shabbat like the weekday, to profane something beautiful. It is the gift of Shabbat that allows us to see beauty in the mundane. And it is... Ironic as well, Rabotai. It is ironic that we have in this week's parasha this beautiful idea, an idea that so closely matched uh, the nature of your dear mother, Marcy. Uh, an experience of trying to go out and say, look, six days I work. Today, today I'm off. Today I'm with my family. Today I'm going to enjoy myself. She would put on lipstick and she would have her aide would put on manicure. She's going out like she owns the world. That is the chance that a person can have even after they lost, you know, they, they, they've suffered loss. So they've had difficulties in their life. A choice to decide, I am beautiful. This life is beautiful. Let me enjoy and uh, take every possible drop uh, of beauty and goodness that I can out of it. I want to wish each and every one of you a beautiful Shabbat. A Shabbat of Nechama to the Feldman family. I know that you miss her terribly. And I know that her outspoken personality and her joy de vivre, vivre, uh, <laughs> vivre her jo the joy of, her, of life that coursed through her veins and her, uh, her vibrant honesty uh, is going to be so, so missed. But it lives on in each and, and every one of you. And uh, we're very, very much looking forward to seeing you in happy occasions and to sharing many beautiful Shabbats here. When this is over, I can't wait to have you all at my house for Shabbat for a beautiful Shabbat meal where we'll sing together. Where we'll sing together. Yom Mashishi Whatever tune you choose to use, make it beautiful, make it soulful. Make it enjoyable. Thank you so much for coming. Grace, Chella, Nay, Jeanette. Uh, you should have comfort and strength in this difficult time and the entire family. Nice to see you. Mary, special regards to Steve as to Stephen as well for being the rock that he is. Shabbat Shalom, Sealy. Happy birthday. We heard about your socially distanced birthday. I even saw the pictures. There was more space in the, your birthday than there was between people at the Kotel. Good to see you, Rafael, my cousin, Leah, Sarah, Farah, nice to see you, Rachel, Gigi, the genius with two Gs, Alice, fantastic, cured gifts, we need to have some more olives, come on, fit me, 
cured, cured, send them over. Marilyn, Shirley Bennett, Hazaku Baruch, good to have you all with us. Um, make sure that you share and you like it so other people can see uh, that you enjoyed that that you enjoyed this and uh, and share the words of Torah and come into Shabbat with a beautiful smile on their face. Nice to see you, Ruth and uh, New Rochelle Ayim. I like that. That's very cute, Ari. Nice one. I like it. New Rochelle Sarah to Sandra to M. Bash. Good to see you, Marilyn. Uh, Alamak and a special shout out as well. To my brother, David Farhi, who apparently uh, is now uh, on the most wanted list in our community uh, in a good way. Uh, he is a wonderful young man, uh, and he deserves to find the woman of his dreams. Alamak, Dave, you own it. You own Instagram. God bless you. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, Bert. For the regards to the kids, Shabbat Shalom, Rafi. Good to see you again after Mincha. How beautiful was the singing after Mincha today, right? Oh, fantastic. Morris, good to see you again. And uh, Kings of Leon, I'm not sure who you are. Yeah, I just have a Shabbat Shalom. But Shabbat Shalom to you too. Alamak, we'll see you soon. Love you all. Waiting to see you. Be'ezat Hashem in the best of times.